0: You are entering the Shungite Zone. This is the Shungite Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. It is the Shungite Reality Show. It is uh, July 18th, 2023. I'm glad that um, we've got here with at least (laughs) Derek... Condon and um, Mark Joseph. Walt Silva is not going to be with us but I think Julissa is going to join us soon probably. So um, good morning Mark and good morning Derek. How are we doing today?
1: Hey morning guys. How you doing Mark? Morning Derek. Morning Nancy. Doing good.
0: Doing good. And Derek did you want to wait for Jalissa or did you want to start a story or how do you want to go?
2: Oh, yeah. No, Angela just now joined us anyway. Um, and I'll, I got a list here. So I'll, I'll jump in real quickly. Well, let's think here. We got a few things. Um, do you want to get into the pyrite thing real quick, Nancy? Cause that's not a long one. Yeah. We were just talking about it. So go ahead. Yeah. Well, so what we're talking about here, just to catch everybody up um, off the air before the show started, Nancy and I were chatting about um, pyrite inclusions in shungite because they, um, A question came up recently on Facebook in one of the chats, and um, so I elaborated a little bit on that. But long story short, pyrite is a fool's gold is another name for it. So it looks like gold. So if you're using shungite um, and also in that same uh, little text chain going on there, there was talk about elite being used in water. So I got into that, why it's not good, um, basically, because it shards off and breaks real easily, whether you see the pieces or not um, of the elite or noble shungite, if it's used in water. Um, now it can be used in a separate container. So one of those water bottles that have a separate reservoir under it, you can put things in there and still get the energy aspect of it. But this is a, about a pyrite talk where I had mentioned, you know, watch out for the pyrite sort of thing. And then what I was getting at is p- pyrite. In itself isn't toxic. It's the arsenic that's in it, it's the gases during you know, mining processes, all of that that is, but still not a great idea to have in your water. So I was basically explaining, you know, always check your your shungite nuggets or any any shungite that you put in your water, occasionally check it for pyrite, because it will grow depending on the minerals that are found in the water. Um, but it can. We've had Nancy's had the stories, I have the personal stories as well where I've had Shungite spheres the size of my fist in pools, hot tubs, water, in just different places full of water, and they've straight-up cracked open. Or in one that was in a Shungite pond we had at Mystical Ware's, I think Jalissa founded, and it had, again, a sphere about the size of your fist. It had just dozens of little pyrite inclusions that would eventually start growing off of the sphere. So then, yeah, you'd grab it, and it was kind of you know, knobby-ish, uh, and those will continue to grow. And as I mentioned, it can split that that shungite. And then you get parts and pieces coming off the pyrite and the shungite in your water. So basically, it's always a good idea. It's not easy to see the pyrite sometimes. So that's why I said occasionally check it. Because these um, inclusions or veins that are in shungite, that can be found in some shungite, will grow over time. So it may be more apparent later. Is what we were getting at, and if you find it, just yank it out, replace the piece. Um, if you if you happen to, you know, again, just wherever you find it in your regular shungites, um, just swap that piece out. Um, that's that was basically the long and short. I got, of all
0: that. I got a question for yeah. you, Derek, because it's you know <clears throat> the theory about minerals is that you have to have a certain amount of chemistry, the stuff to make it out of, but then you have to have temperature and pressure in most situations to be able to create the uh you know the the cooking pot that will create a particular specific mineral. How is it that the that the pyrite keeps growing?
2: What's it eating off of? How's this happening? Oh, a lot of and I've seen it break from inside, meaning that it water did not penetrate or go through Shanghai and get to the inside, but yet I've still seen pyrite grow, which would then split the rock or have a larger effect, a more effect on believe it or not. Um from just the, you know, air quotes here, energies around. So, yeah, on the physical, it uses the the minerals and the water and all of that. That blend to do it, but not, again, when you have the example of it growing from inside. Um, no, just the orgone energy field doing that. That's what also affects crystals when they grow. See, not just physical pressures in the environment, you know, how deep it is, or if it's near the surface of a crystal growing, I'm saying. It's the energy environment, too, of what's, you know, the 90% of reality we don't see that's metaphysical. Obviously, and we all know that here, that can't not have an effect on the physical. That's 90% of reality, 10% physical, and we just don't perceive it usually. So, yeah, it'll grow. And, um, same with the plant. So, you don't even have to have that's why a, a Shungite nugget at the stock of a plant or something, and yes, we can get we're gonna get into the plant, the Shungite powder plant spikes in a little while, but even a nugget will have an effect, and that's not because little pieces are falling off and it's fertilizing the plant, it's the energy. It's just like the resistance on a motor, the orgone actual resistance for that motor to turn and do its thing is lightened or lessened when shungite enters the field. So there's less resistance. You can actually you know, extrapolate that out to saving gas and things or the, the uh, compressor on your fridge running smoother and things getting colder easier. That's how that all works. Um, so, yeah, the etheric energies, I know that's a little limiting way to word it but that has an effect on it. Absolutely. That's why you can hold shungite too. We're not absorbing it through our skin to any real degree. It's the energy, the frequency. You know, the fun,
0: the the I've seen crystals grow where they shouldn't have grown. I mean, it's just amazing stuff. The there's two things that were really stunning. One of them was sphalerite. And sphalerite is like a a deep kind of red towards the brown. Uh, mineral, and it had little crystal points of calcite growing on it. it was a lovely thing, lovely thing. But then after a few years, uh, Sandy is looking at it, and she goes, this is strange. She said, look at this. And the on the top, the surface of the stalerite, we could see a whole bunch of little tiny uh, calcite crystals starting to manifest, and it was so strange because the sphalerite, the way it was, it had like a uh almost like an inclusion into it. and it was like almost like that was a birthing ca- uh, canal, and then all these little calcite crystals were coming out of it. but not only were they coming out of it, they were moving out of it. You know, it was so it was one of the stranger manifestations of crystal growth that I've ever seen. The other one is uh, a, a mineral called zincite and zincite came about when they were taking apart a zinc processing facility. And in the equipment, when they started taking apart, they started finding all these crystals just growing in the equipment itself and that stuff is it's called zincite and it's just one of the most amazing minerals i've ever had in my hands i've got it's right above me actually so um, there was a there was another occasion in north carolina and it was a foundation like a like it wouldn't have been a, a cellar it would have been more like a, what do they call it a a the underground root root cellar right it would have been that kind of a thing probably and old old hundreds of years old but when they um some people found it when they were out hiking and when they started looking at it the rock formation that the, the builders had put in there to make a hole they dug the hole and put the rocks there it had all this little black crystals growing what was there was like a black matrix that had grown, and on on that matrix was all these little, I think it might have been quartz or counts, I don't know what it was, but it was of that, you know, that sort of structure. But they were all black. They were all black. It was the strangest thing. So, yeah, if you just look around at nature and your own collection, I had this one person that said that they had seen that they thought they had seen the uh, quartz crystal, just the standard standalone quartz crystal thought that it had gotten taller. (laughs) So they took a measurement of it. And by God, the last I heard this thing was over an inch taller than when they had got it. And they had measured it the whole time it was growing. And then, then I lost track of that person. So, yeah. Um, Nature is amazing. And it's just more proof of mineralogy. Energy is the basis of everything. So, you know, if, if minerals can grow more minerals without any 3D reason for it to be, then certainly if we do it right and we get our heads on right, we can do all sorts of magical things with our own bodies. You know why? Well, because we're mostly made of water, and water is like the ultimate crystal—it's liquid crystal, right?
2: Yeah, yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, okay. what, the air around you.
2: Don't even think of just that, Nancy, because of course the space or air around you is made of water molecules as well. So often that's lost at uh, times that that's programmable. Not, and it is anyway, so not just your aura or biofield, but the, yes, the water molecules floating around wherever you're at is all programmable as well.
0: Well, a good indication of that is the hydrosol soil, the sprays hydrosol. that got.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. All right. So you spray it into the air and the mist goes out maybe three, four feet, depending on which, which one you got. But the whole room, any and actually any any rooms that are attached to it, the whole atmosphere changes. And it's because of the water molecules. If that's what you're feeling. The water molecules are taking on the essence of the energy from the hydrosol. Sol, and boom. you Just from a couple of sprays. Because once you get it going, it goes. It's the same concept with the Shungite nuggets on the water. You know, once you get the water in the pipe turning in the right way, every single molecule that comes up against the one before it that's rotating in that way, because of the concept of resonance, it's going to start rotating, too, in the same way. So uh, it doesn't take much to make a real big change, yeah?
2: Yeah, it doesn't take much at all.
0: Use your imagination. See it happening. You don't even have to see it happening. Just try different things and then figure out why it happened. And you'll begin to see the matrix, the not in the matrix created by man, but the matrix of the tapestry of cosmic reality. So I'm sorry I interrupted you, but I just, I interrupted you. What can I tell you? I don't.
1: (laughs) Uh,
0: So go on. Uh, about. Oh,
2: that was, uh, another thing i'll get through just because i shared a bunch of images in chat as well as get onto the um a new a new shungite i guess we call it a device a tool but the shungite powder plant spikes so for those that are you know um, in live in the chat room with us now and i'll describe it for listeners later i've shared some images of uh three different types of plants one is a tomato plant i don't know i could zoom in i guess but maybe a foot tall or so and i've got a measuring tape there so basically what we're looking at is two near identical sized tomato plants in the next image i have no idea what that plant's called but it's a house plant somebody told me it was called the mother-in-law's tongue or something like that Jalissa, if you know more jump in um i don't know the name of that plant and well- then- Go ahead i go act,
0: ahead. I actually do it is we do call it uh not mother-in-law we call it grandmother tongue down here in Florida, <laughs> uh-huh. and it's native uh-huh. oh, I think it's native, but it it grows it's all over my yard, and they grow very very tall i mean uh-huh. those uh-huh. those those leaves will go up oh in in some cases at least four feet and maybe five.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. okay yeah. I believe so that that's
0: gonna, that's going to be interesting to see.
2: Uh, and then it, oh, good, because I, I was wondering if, wondering how, if I, we have another one in mystical where someone gifted us a couple of years ago and that thing is grown like crazy in that environment. And then another and who knows, I could run out there and pull the tag off it and see. But another house plant, one that um, a hanging one that you would hang. So it, it, it tends to have its, I guess, branches, you'd call it, um, you know, going down. So it's a hanging plant or I can I'm just, you know, blanking out of the name of these things. Um, I think but, that might be a philodendron. Yeah, it's really pretty. I mean, it's, but yeah, okay. Well, the reason I got that one is because it does tend to grow. If you keep it hanging, um, they'll grow down. I can measure that. Where in the other one, the grandma or mother-in-law's tongue one will grow up. And tomatoes, you can count tomatoes. So basically, I went out, bought three sets of, again, near-identical plants of some fruit or vegetable. What am I thinking here? And then a couple house plants. put them up on just everybody excuse my backyard it's it gets hot here and it doesn't stay green so don't judge my lack of mowing in the backyard but on the ledge on the back deck i placed these with a tape measure showing the current height of each of these plants um so again what we did was stick and i'll get into what these are but the shungite powder plant spikes in the left plant from the viewer's perspective uh has the plant the shungite spike in it So that's what we're going to do. These are just the initial photos. There's nothing exciting to see. So listeners later aren't missing anything yet. Um, But as we progress in the weeks, we're going to, you know, of course, measure and take photos and see how it goes for, again, what's now available. And if you scroll down a little bit past those pictures, you'll see the six pack. Unfortunately, yep, they look like something else. Um, But they're little organic straws that I've cut into thirds. And these aren't just organic straws, they're biodegradable into soil, so not even just breaking apart. They literally turn into soil, and that's the base of what I started with. And I personally hand-fill every single one of these straws. Well, each straw turns into three plant spikes because they're, I don't know, three inches tall maybe, approximately. Um, And I have to fill each one with a little tiny funnel and shungite powder and kind of knock it down in there. And then I dip the ends in organic beeswax to seal them up, and that's a whole process itself as well. So when I'm all done, I have little, you know, biodegradable compost turning in, or actually it says soil um, straws with the shungite powder in it. And what I, and this is all in the description later for those that really want to get into this. It's on the website. Um, I include a little nail in there so you can poke a bunch of holes in these. So I, I recommend you, if you get them, put them in a cup of water for a couple of days just to help the break down. Process of the straws to start, and then use the little nail and you can just shove it through with your hand, poke a bunch of holes in there. many you even get it, before you place the shungite plant spike into the base of your plant, or tree, or shrub, or garden. You can use it on starts, full grown plants, it doesn't matter. Just guesstimate a couple inches from the stock, anywhere under the canopy of that plant would be about the distance um, that it would go, the radius would go off of the stock of whatever plant we're talking about just to give you an idea and then we include a small wooden love heart so it's a little piece of wood cut into the shape of a heart with the word love etched into it and that of course you know is a homeopathy thing all every aspect of this has already been shown to work from shungite to the the intention of the love frequency we're just kind of putting all these ingredients together in our recipe of the shungite powder plant spikes so then what I'm saying is put that spike in after it sat in water a couple of days, poke the holes, put it in the dirt, cover it up, put the heart on top of that little plant spiker next to it's fine too. And then sit back and watch that thing grow. And it's going to grow like crazy. And this is the first time I've taken the time, as I said earlier, to take those initial photos, have a one with it, one without, and go through that whole process. And yes, it's garage science, but it's going to work good enough because we're going to see the differences I have just countless stories of mullen plants to, again, that same type of plant in mystical wares, all just growing like crazy, unbelievable sizes and, and speed with the addition of shungite nuggets and or powder. And these last approximately depends how much you water your plant, if it's outdoors or indoors. Loosely, we're putting in about six months supply of the powder, which is why we don't just dump the powder in there. It, it'll dissipate and, you know, kind of get out over those six months and it's a larger go ahead
0: okay uh, okay. i've got a cautionary question let's put it that way because you want to put you want to push these down into the soil correct correct so you don't want them too soggy right otherwise they won't they will fall apart oh
2: no good for you i put in the directions take a take your finger a pen a pencil poke that hole first and just drop it in and then shove it and then water over it and the soil will then close around it and then the decomposition process will continue on the straw that will turn into soil, blend with the powder. And over that time frame, you'll get that, you know, uptake or energy. And it, it's going to work anyway. It's not like the straw is limiting the energy aspects of it because um, that's right there as well. And then with those holes, yeah, as you water, the Shungite will fall out of those holes and get pulled. I've done tests in cups of water already, that, and it, it all breaks down relatively rapidly. Um, so, no, pre. I'm glad you mentioned it so poke the hole first with a pencil a pen these are little tiny it's a straw so you don't have to the exact diameter and then i like to do it in the image like Jalissa took here we shared in chat where it shows the love heart and just the tip of the straw poking out um and that's the organic beeswax on either end so just shove it down you don't have to have the tip out but at least you know where it is then um but so that's just that's the long and short behind that. Jalissa, I don't know if you wanted to add anything or well, more. Let me, let me, let me
0: just get one more thing here. Yeah. The, uh, what, what people probably miss is that when you put the Shungite powder, when you put a nugget, let's just say a nugget, we know because the bees, when we put the nuggets on the outside of the hive, where the door was, would rub up against it. And so after 11 weeks, the roundish kind of nugget was now in the shape of a mountain. As you put, if you put just the raw powder in the in the soil, you are affecting water. Will affect it. It will break it down. It'll wear it down. With the idea of the straw here, it's like you know you're giving it a source of Shungite powder over a long time. In other words, to my in my opinion, this is a way of getting it there. And maintaining the for a whole season. I mean, nothing's good. Well, I don't know. I know very few things that are gonna, you know, go. And I would. How long do you think you'd said? What did you say? Three months or six months? Would you no, say? No, I'd say
2: loosely. And yeah, it affects the longevity of the the you know dispersion of the Shanghai powder to the plant, and it will uptake some in the roots because the particles are really fine. It does. It works on many levels, but about six months but if you've got a you know a rapid growing plant like stick it in some berry bushes that sucker's going to just and then that's why i said leave the tip out if you want or at least put the love heart on top so later you can go back if you want to look at it and see well is there anything left of this so it's it's variable to each situation on again some plants don't require much water well that's going to take a lot longer for that to break down but it doesn't have to break down before it has an effect on the plant so don't worry about that either but again to enhance that decomposition process of the straw we suggest before poking holes in it although i have done it poking holes in these sticks and then putting them in water um, and then setting them a couple days out in the dirt and just then if you do do that meaning poke the holes in the straw put it in water a cup of water first for a day or two use that same water to water your plants because of course it's it's crazy strong shungite water but it's got small particles in it too so now there's no loss of anything so that's just a suggestion
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds like a really good product. I hope that people take advantage of it. And please, if if you if you buy something, you know, come back and leave a, a – you've got a, a – I don't even know where it is on the website, but you've got some place where people can come and comment, right? Yeah, tech, usually reviews. they come in. I'm like trying reviews. to think of the word reviews.
2: Yeah, we have – oh, yeah, we get reviewed. I mean, this Open places from Yelp and Google and all that. You can get reviews. But we have our email where we ask people to go ahead and send us any information. Um, If we start getting some of those uh, feedback that I can share, because some of it's personal stuff, we do need to put a, I don't know, a comments and feedback section maybe at the bottom of mysticalwares.com and see about that. But right now, a lot of the reviews are like under my sessions and things like that. But that's the woo-woo stuff. So we need the Shungite I'm going to put that together. It's going to my little notepad now. Yeah, yeah, because
0: I actually, what I did when I started out was I put up a blog page. And I said, all this is for is a place where you people can tell us what's happening with you. And the the amount of blogs or comments that we got in was enough that in the book, Shungite Reality, there's like 66 pages or something of, of reviews and those reviews were chosen by my editor Jan Shaw not by myself and she took only the ones that she thought were the more pertinent ones and a lot of them were repeats of saying oh yes that this happened to me too so it it really drove the understanding of Shanghai and promoted it so i highly recommend you give your you know the people that buy it the ability to participate in this amazing experiment and it is an experiment it's an experiment and an experience of seeing what Shanghai can do for us because i've never asked it to do something that it didn't do and walt will tell you the same thing so you know please get that up there so that people can comment because they they they'll tell you things you didn't even think about
2: <laughs> yep No. Yep. absolutely that I just put on my little notepad here, and that'll happen. That's a good idea. Well, uh, well, and that actually ties into what on our web has happened over the past couple of days. So, if, if listeners haven't been there any time recently, well, within a day, it's completely been revamped. Off of uh, people see uh, these ones. I'm gonna talk about are off of Nancy's suggestions. So, on the main page at mysticwars.com, we've expanded, and I won't bore you too much of this, but the uh you know the visibility of the different categories of Shanghai, be it Shanghai rubber stickers or the studies or jewelry or whatever is you're looking to find, new images with text. So we've made it a lot more clear to to find what you're looking for on there. Um especially the Shanghai beehives stuff. Uh so and we've updated some other graphics to again make it healthy more user-friendly. So I just wanted to mention that quickly as well. Um the only, so let me look, here. oh, well, Jalissa, um, do, well, are there any, any questions, Mark, because I usually do you know, or Nancy on the stuff we just chatted about before I move on, as I tend to do quickly? Nothing yeah, more-
1: Um. Uh, hopefully you can get on some gardening podcasts because a lot of the shungite and, and your store products can be applied and then magnify people's, I mean, anything from uh, plants to animals and then i know before, before the show we were talking about chickens maybe nancy can detail that later but um yeah so um have you been able to get or or any recent episodes of getting on um some of the bigger podcast names because you know you're constantly coming up with new products like on crow triple seven or alpha vedic anybody like
2: that yeah i'll have an upcoming show mm-hmm. i got several things on the on the down the pike, I guess you can say on that. Um, but it's not, I usually don't get into too many of the products. It's usually the, the woo woo stuff. A lot of it. Like I probably won't, I fact, yeah, I'll be on crow again you know, I'll just leave it there because I don't want to really pre-announce the topic or anything like that, but it'll be interesting. Um, crow 777 we're talking about fantastic podcasting. It's on all the platforms. So you can, so C-R-R-O-W-777, um, great group of people there. We talk about all kinds of things and they've, And not just podcasts i'm on with them but all of them so that's something that'll happen soon um and then other things still a couple of well other things you can't mention yet either so i'll skirt past that real quickly um because often some of the stuff i'm preempting you know sometimes it's a tv thing or you know an event but so uh and then we're working in the background to get get on different shows where maybe i can talk about some of the shungite products not just the plant spikes it's not about I mean, because I just described how to make them so people can make their own as well. I'm all about that, is empowering them, giving you the recipe, and then, you know, tweak it, modify it, and have it work for you. Um, or we got them pre-made, either way. So that's why we go at it that way. Um, what I was going to say is, two other topics here. Jalissa, did you want us to go into the <laughs> the park ranger encounter I had recently, or do we want to talk about... Your findings with the uh, local lakes.
3: Well, let's kind of go the lake route first, um, because you know um, when you first bought those plants that you're now using with the Shanghai plant spikes uh, for comparison, and you had brought them into the store. Did you water them? Like right when you? No, I didn't.
2: I just sat them in our office.
3: Okay, so what was funny um, that I wanted to share with our listeners is that when he brought the plants in, so it was a really hot day and the plants, they were looking a little sad and wilted. And I had wondered if he was like going to water them or um, I don't know, he was, you know, bringing them in and then he was going to transfer them back home so that he can uh, plant them and water them. And, you know, during this shuffle process, they were in the store for a little bit. And he, you first sat them down by the pond, I think. And then we we're like, oh, no, customers, we don't want anyone touching them or accidentally kicking them. So uh, he put them in the office until he was able to leave. <laughs> and uh, when he took them out, when he was leaving, the plants like were so happy. And so I was like, okay, I didn't think that you had watered them. So I wanted to um, make note of that, like how much they had perked up and were happy Um, (laughs) during that shuffle. Do you remember that?
2: Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. They only buy the pond for a small and the pond's not like splashing out everyone. So the pond didn't water the plants or anything. Um, Oh yeah. They're all perked up ready to go after we took them out of our.
0: Well, maybe, maybe, maybe the pond did water the plants and I'll tell you why. Um, when I was in college, I was reading a book, *The Secret Life of Plants*, and I was at my mom's house, and on I was in the dining room, just sitting by the, at the table, and there was a philodendron, oddly enough, on the on the, in the middle of the table, and I get to this point where they were talking about the doing an experiment where they had a room full of plants, but they were only watering I, a few of them. I mean, like. I don't know three three to six. I don't remember exactly how many, but uh, uh, just a slice of them were being watered, and yet all of the plants in the room seemed to be not having any kind of a, a, a water problem. So they didn't know what what was happening. So I'm sitting there and I look at this philodendron and I said, "Well, how would that possibly? How could that possibly be?" And I go back to reading the book, and all of a sudden I hear in my head. Well, we transfer the water that we're getting into energy and then transfer it over to the other plants. And I was like, that's not something at that time that I ever would have conceived of. So conceivably, what, what, what we're talking about here is that you put the plants by the water. And because they were by the water, there was simply a transference of the energy off of the water into the plants.
3: Possibly. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. And they were so happy. And, um, you know, well, the- wouldn't you be happy if you yeah. had
0: just gotten a bath in Shanghai
1: water? <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. That was, um, it was pretty cool to to see that happen. Um, just because I was like, I didn't think he had watered them just because he was so busy running around and you know, the I was working the store, so I didn't have time to like go back and like really check on them. But I had noticed that they were there first. I'm like, no, thank you for
0: noticing and sharing. You know, (laughs) this is what we have to do you have to pay attention to the little details, and that'll give you the the, you know, the breadcrumb trail to understanding manifestation and magic being simply the manipulation of energy. In this case, the <laughs> plants just, you know, took the energy right off of the water. Awesome. Thank you.
3: Yeah. And speaking of the pond, so, um, gosh, we we need to get a new picture because I think we still have pictures of the, the small pond, Derek. So we got to get uh, some yeah. new ones up of the big one. And the fish are so happy in there and he's brought in, you know, some living plants and then there's also some fake plants, um, in there. But, um, while he was, you know, putting it together, uh, we decided to go uh, venture out to some nearby lakes, uh, because we were told that maybe bringing in some water from a pond might help, um, our pond in the store. And, you know, I don't really know much about this, but, um, Yeah, so Derek was like, oh, maybe it's a good idea. Let's go check out the plants at a nearby, you know, lake. And he ended up not bringing any from the lakes into the store. I think you just um, bought some store-bought ones, right, Derek? Like what? Yeah,
2: they were from from the store. I didn't get anything from the lake.
3: Yeah. So, um, but during this, it's like, you know, we've had so many uh, talks about what's going on with our water. And then we, like, have noticed a lot of changes, like, even at the store, like, Uh, Mount Vernon water always seemed to be like um, better water within, like, some of the I guess uh, Skagit County, Snohomish counties, just like in the area, like you could just like taste the difference. Um, But even uh, showering, you can feel the difference uh, from, you know, some of the nearby cities. So, you know, we've There's just always something going on and it's like, oh, let's, how can we test it or how can we uh, figure out what's going on? And so like after, you know, I was curious about some of the lake water and what's happening, you know, that you hear that a lot of the lakes are treated for like the lily pads and come to find out that they're using glyphosate and of course other uh, herbicides and chemicals combined with it to like get rid of lily pads and whatever noxious weeds that are growing And I'm like, man, I I can't believe they're still using that when there's so much information about it being toxic. And a lot of these lakes people are swimming in. So it just um, blows my mind. Um, Derek, do you want to talk a little bit more about that?
2: Yeah, as I say, when she told me that, I'm like, are you kidding me? Glyphosate, Roundup weed killer is literally being put in our lakes. So anybody that lives near a, a lake or anything like that or a pond, do the research at the county level at least and or city level, both probably. And see what kind of treatment, if any, they do. Or go read the signs around there. Because, yeah, you could be swimming in that. And it's finding, found in 99 point something percent of of all humans right now on the planet. Not just America. Um, and that stuff is just, I'm not going to get a whole story on glyphosate um, around it, but it. Yeah, it's horrible. And then she's telling me how they're actually putting it in the water. to treat. I'm like, are you kidding me? And do you know how many animals are drinking from these lakes? The fish in there? People are fishing in there, catching the fish, eating the fish. Um, I could go on for an hour on that. It just blew my mind that that was being done and, and it's horrifying. So I don't know if anybody has any questions. There's not much questions to have on something like that other than, Check your water. Everybody be aware. Um, and then, yeah, definitely don't go swimming in those lakes or ponds, um, <laughs> especially if it says they're pouring toxins in there. Um, that just, yeah, really caught me off guard. So wasn't happy to hear that one. And that's, you know, who knows how many. There's, heck, I can probably easily say thousands of lakes in Washington. State. I mean, they're just countless everywhere. Um, yeah, and and who knows what's being put in them. So just be cognizant of that. We, let's see here. My only other, go
3: ahead. Well, one lake in particular that I found, because I was curious to know more, um, they actually have the county, and I think it was like the PUD, uh, or working together to help people to understand not to use fertilizers in their soil, because the fertilizer was then draining into the lake. So the lakes are obviously having a problem, but it's like they're not giving you all this information you have to go and search for it yourself but yet the county has come out with this program where the um they are uh doing soil testing to see if your soil ne- really needs the fertilizer or not before you go and fertilize it because it was going into the water and it's like these are swimming lakes that they're you know putting this information out on but it's like okay well if they're already getting to this point where the county is coming out and giving you this program it's like there's already a big problem <laughs>
2: Yeah, I've I've actually got a glyphosate, and it was relatively expensive at the time when I bought it, test kit at Mystical Wares. I say here shortly or soon, let's get that thing out, go ahead, and, and it has to be sent away. It, it gets processed at a lab and all that. So test the, the bigger lake, we'll just say, around here that we can test for that type of stuff and, and see how it comes back. So we'll do our own um, actual test on that, Well, or have it sent away, of course. So that's something anybody else can do too. These these, and I don't have it in front of me, but there are glyphosate, not just glyphosate, but other test kits you can purchase for testing your own home drinking water. Which is why I bought this um, this one some time ago, and didn't use it for that location. So I happen to still have it. So it sounds like a good opportunity, um, and we'll all we'll announce on whatever podcast we can, depending on how long it takes to, for the sample to be returned or results, um, what happens from it. So yeah uh the only other topic i have and Jalissa, unless you do or want to add on something else is going to be the the we'll call it the park ranger encounter or did you want to go somewhere else before i get into that one
3: Um, I don't really have anything else, but yeah, we, we can go there unless Mark has something. Oh, and I want to say thank you to Mark, too, for mentioning a gardening podcast, because now I gave me some ideas of some places to reach out to, because I'm like, yeah, we should definitely try to get Derek uh, talking with some gardeners uh, about the Shungite, well, Shungite in particular, but um, Shungite plant spikes as well.
2: Yeah, that's a good idea. I just shared in the chat as well. And again, for listeners later, you can find this Um, This study from the International Journal of Molecular Sciences. So it's a on crop enhancement of cucumber plants under heat stress by shungite carbon. So long story short, shungite helping um, plant. And there's, again, I'm skirting past it because you can read it on our, so mysticalwares.com. But on the shungite studies and FAQ page, there's about 50 different studies and research papers, not by me. By other individuals or institutions um, or journals like this one that have used Shungite in everything from plants to animals to, to making gloves for high radiation environments, to affecting glyphosate, removing it from the soil, and radiation particles, and all that's in there um, for those that want to read it. And I will try and um, expand the, the Shungite studies page, we'll call it, or actually it's Shungite FAQ page, I think, um, with more or additional studies that I have located. And those tend to disappear on the internet I found. I wasn't expecting that because I think, well, they're published, they're gonna be there. No, they're not. Um, They do, I don't know why, but some of them do disappear. So long story short is I'm downloading these in PDF form or if I can only screen capture images, I do that and then upload them on our server and share them Um, because I found it here. If I don't like follow up pretty quickly on something somebody sends me, I don't know if they get re, we'll just call it refiled on the internet but I just can't find some of them again. So I'm gonna keep doing that and get it up there where I can. Um, we got about 20 minutes here. I'll get into this story too. Um, and it's wait a minute, to go, go wait ahead. a minute.
0: Before you do, uh, tiny human in the chat room says, "I'm in the high desert too." For what it is worth, Derek, look into tossing clover seeds over your lawn. And uses less water, feeds the bees, and stays green. And you 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 responded to that, but you wanna I just wanted to oh, have the idea.
2: listeners know about that. No, let's actually get into that. We'll get into the next story in the next hour because it's going to last a little bit probably. So, yeah, that's a great idea. That And Tiny Human, everybody listening, that's just an automated chat name that people get when they're in our chat room. And I don't choose those names. So there's a lot of odd ones, everything from, well, not odd one, but Calm, Local, or just all kinds of things. So that's what that's all about. So it's um, when she was referencing the name or the the avatar tiny human. So that chat person did put that in there. And that's a great idea because clover does its ground cover stays green, just like they were saying. And I've used it before and it works fantastic for bees because of all the flowers, the little, I don't know what to call them, multi (laughs) clover flowers, of course, but they're really cool little flowers that just are abundant when you plant or grow clover and the bees love them. That's why there's clover honey out there and things like that. So that's a, that's actually a really, really good idea. I'm just rarely, you know, I'm in my home office right now. So it may sound a little echoey. So I'm, so I'm referencing, I'm rarely here. So I just haven't had much time and effort to put back into that back area, but that's, that's a great idea. Um, so that's what, you know, Nancy and, and the the chatter were mentioning there for the bees uh, and it stays green all the time too. So he's are mentioned there in the high desert, like Nancy Red, And I did the same thing when I lived in Arizona um, you could use the clover. They don't take much water. They do stay really low to the ground, usually. There's lots of types of it, but – and they grow, like, crazy fast as well. Um, and then, yeah, go out there and find some four-leaf clovers. That's
0: actually – Yeah, fun. I just checked, and they actually uh, – apparently it grows here in Florida. I'm going to –
2: everywhere, probably. Yeah.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah you'll find them in, and then deserts, yeah, you'll find them growing around other shrubs and stuff. But, yeah, they can be – you know, put together and watered a little bit, and they'll go on their own. Uh, yeah, and then the bees, you're hooking up the bees too, because now you're giving them a food source um, for, you know, pollen and nectar and, and doing their thing, not to mention the other critters that come around. Um, so again, I don't, why don't we just, we'll figure out something to chat about here right now, Nancy and, and Mark, and you sit for the next 15-ish minutes, and then we'll get into the, the image I shared online where we were laser etching some rocks. Um, just because I don't want to get cut off in the middle, sort of thing, it may turn okay. into something else. Yeah, um, go ahead if you got something. Um, Mark,
0: you got something that you wanted to mention?
2: <clears throat>
1: yeah. So last week it was a big report, a lot of uh, what do you call it? Alternative um, news sources and and health freedom. Um, um, what do you call it? News sources also of the forever chemicals in in water. I mean, the, one of the main places was CNN of all of all places. Uh, so, I mean, for me, I, you know, you want to go as far as Shanghai goes, the, the most optimal, um, material, which is the S4. So then what I've had in the house here for a while is, um, S4 magnets on the bathroom faucet, the shower head, and of course the kitchen, uh, faucet, um, and, you know, and and you can kind of go on with that, but. Uh, what is your recommendation other than what I just mentioned and then where else can we put, I mean if people can afford the um, S4 then I assume they can use three rocks on each kind of um, outlet coming into the house or what are the other options uh, you guys recommend for people to get in your store That's that's best.
2: Um, Yeah, and there's lots of different devices that can be used that way, but like you mentioned, you can go in, so let's just say it's a typical house where a lot of the stuff is coming into your house from the garage, so you have gas inlets, water inlets, I know often those are outside as well, but either way, because usually there's a water heater in the garage or somewhere near that, Um, I know it's all relative, so then, yeah, a, a quick and easy way to do it is grab three Shungite nuggets, don't worry much about the size other than having them big enough so you can actually handle them, and then Tape them around that pipe or that that gas inlet or whatever the 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 device or pump or motor is in your garage, um, or outside. Because sometimes there's heat pumps and stuff outside. Or um, again, depends where you live. But on the the inlet pipe is what I would do. Uh, and then because of course out in the the elements, unless you have the laminated version, and even that anything laminated eventually is going to wear down or or break apart in weather. So you can do, again, the,
0: you're referencing lamination with a the sticker.
2: There we nice. go. Somebody caught me there because you're right. I wasn't even, I wasn't clear on that. Um, but even that, the, a, a Ziploc baggie is not going to affect that. So you can stick your laminated sticker in a Ziploc baggie, kind of fold it up and tape that if that's, so that'll add some longevity to the lifespan of a, a sticker. Um, because even magnets, depending on the weather process with the resin, heating, cooling, things changing, they can, they can know wear out to one degree or another meaning the magnet can actually loosen so stuff happens to the the put together recipes of shungite the products like that but with the nuggets um you can if that's what you have so you can put those on your your inlets and always know that it changes too so your water outside so let's say you you found your water access to your house and you you put a pile of shungite nuggets on there or whatever three doesn't matter do your thing however you are led to do it I would still say, well, that doesn't mean it's good to go because there's a whole lot more, let's just, in this description, pipe. And by the way, the pipes change from the water, the wastewater treatment plants and the water pumps where they come from at city level, a pipe will change. Maybe that one's 50 years old, maybe that one's 20. And long story short, they are all different materials, be it PVC or lead, which is in most cities, by the way. Um, But they coat them so you're safe. There's some air quotes there. Um, so always test your water, but basically you're going through so many different containers or what pipes are made of and other angles, always treat it once it comes out of that faucet, if that's where you're doing it. Um, I put mine through a whole nother filtration system, I will not you too much of that now, but at the end of the day, when that water's in a glass cup in front of me, I'm going to have, or a pitcher of water, I'll have those Shungite water beads in there, restructuring that water, energy. even if I ran it through an RO filter or a carbon filter with UV treatment and all these other things. And I have done all these. It doesn't matter. Well, before it enters me, because it's energy, of course, a small fraction being liquid crystals, water, but the Shungite in my case, I put Shungite water beads in there and that's three Shungite 10 millimeter beads that for those that don't know, kind of wound or stitched together with pure silver wire. So that's a whole little energy device in itself. And I just rang my ears just visualizing that. Um, so because again, you don't know how many twists and turns or other stuff that you know is is in your house as far as the plumbing goes because it could be forty five degree angles and that affects a portion of the water because that doesn't occur in nature that way, so it does energetically affect it doesn't mean it's all toxic water, but it's not as living or um as it could be or structured. there's different ways of saying that okay,
0: <clears throat> let me give you my version of it, all right, not that we have different versions, but when, when I first started thinking about the, the nuggets and the water, I went out to my pipe. And my water pipe at that time was easily accessible. And I took three nuggets and I put them on the pipe. I had them in my hand, but I put my hand around with the nuggets in my hand and blah, blah, blah. And I looked down the pipe towards the house. And, yeah, I can I can sense that there's an energy change. I mean, it was just, wow, it works. But then my attention got called to the up part of the pipe. And I'm going, oh, my God, it's going that way, too. So here we have a, a, a pipe that is flowing water. And if you put some dye in it, well, you're going to see it downstream, but you're not going to see it upstream. In this case, you see it both downstream and upstream because of the phenomenon of how it's working. The shungite field takes this water that is basically dead. It's not spinning. The molecules are just sitting there because you've taken all those angles just like he's talking about. So you got dead water. Well, when it hits the shungite field, the shungite gives it a spin, and it starts to spin. So those first molecules that hit the field begin spinning. The molecules behind them through the concept of resonance also begin spinning and as far up and I was 200 feet from the from the road where the, the main, you know, pipe was all the way up. I could sense that the, the water in the pipe had changed. Okay, now when you When you put it on the outside pipe, like I did, the water is going through the system. And what I discovered was that if there's a valve involved, a valve, so like in your toilet, the water's going through, nothing's stopping it, and it gets to the to the toilet, and you've got that. Uh, we call it a bowcock or the internal part of it that's t- testing the level of the water inside the tank, okay? At that moment, it shuts off. You no longer have a 3D mm, connection to the water that is spinning on the other side of the valve. So in a toilet, you actually need to put like three nuggets over into the corner. It will, again, energize the water, but it will You absolutely do not have to clean your toilet so many times when you've got Shungite in that tank. So that's one thing. Now you've got a water heater thing. And the water heater thing is, okay, it goes through. And again, you've got valves in there that keep it from going anywhere. And so it's just sitting there. And after a time, water that's just sitting begins to seemingly and you know i'm still not completely set on this but it seems to be that it will lose its charge the shanghai charge um but anyway the the other thing about the water heater is it has a a a heater to heat the water so you've got electric electrical system in there and so i always recommend that you put a sticker you can put the three nuggets but you can also lay a sticker on top. You don't even have to stick it to it, just lay it on top of there or even a magnet on the um where where, where I would do it is I would put it on because again grabbing things and making things go the more distant I would do, I would put that magnet on the outtake of the pipe. The pipe that's coming out because the field will energize the uh, heater too, but it'll also um, be on the other side of the valve, so to speak. So I I always do that. Um, So the more you put the shungite on your system, the more places you find to put it, you're just increasing the amount of shungite field that's there. But as far as the basics of keeping your water in a pure kind of an environment, uh, the person that took, and, and in, in Russia at the time, 2014, already at that time, you had a number of companies that were making those under sink things, to, you know, the carbon filtration things, that they had changed out with Shungite. And I found two independent companies that had done the same research, to find out when you have to, to replace the shungite, because these companies are you know, partially based on replacing the carbon. Well, now you want to replace the shungite. But both reports came out that they went, there is no toxicity in shungite. There, the, it's not like it's, it's absorbing it like carbon does, and then you've got so much of the toxic stuff that that's worse than not having anything on it at all. So... The key, and Walt built one of these things, and in, well, what, I don't know, at least seven years, he has never had to change the shungite because it's transmuting the molecule. When you've got an electromagnetic wave that's coming in and it's rotating in a way opposite to biochemistry in that your cells are rotating the other way, well, when it hits the shungite, the field just changes rotation. Well, the same thing happens with a toxic molecule. It's toxic because it's rotating counter to biological life. So you got a toxicity coming in, and it's rotating in the wrong direction. It hits the Shungite field. All of a sudden, just like an electromagnetic wave, boom, it, wants to, it stops because the field won't let it rotate, and it wants to begin to rotate with the field of Shungite. But because it's made of molecules that have atoms, you can't make the adjustment like you can with electromagnetic energy. And what happens is that the molecule loses molecular cohesion, and it falls into a whole bunch of harmless atoms. Now, that's my take on on the science behind all this. Um, I don't know if you have a different take there, Derek, but um, in the concept of the water just anytime there's a valve that goes on or off you know be aware that the water is going to lose that spin and yes you, i always make sure I, all everything i drink has the Shungite nuggets in it and um you know again the the beauty, one of the beauties of the shanghai beads versus just the nuggets is that um sometimes when you're not paying attention you can, you know, throw the nuggets back on your teeth. That's not a good thing. You have to be careful. But with the beads, that doesn't seem to be a problem. So, um, anyway, that, that's the only difference between the three beads. Well, it does have the silver in it. And silver, the silver shungite is always a, a, a better option if you can get it, if you can afford it. All right, I'm turning it back to you.
2: No no problem. What do we got here? About five minutes. Mark, did you have any other topics you wanted to bring up that we can get to in that time?
1: Uh, No, that should be it it for for now, I think. Um, Look at my list here. (laughs) Go ahead. Yeah, there was something I forgot. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. No, no, I forgot (laughs) what it was. Oh, Uh, you forgot oh yeah yeah I, um so summer is always about people going out whatever um like in a, at a restaurant so um one of the best things is just because I, I don't like wearing bracelets or necklaces so i i just i have some of the uh cosmic silver uh shungite rock i have in my pocket so people can just get that and then put it next to people's food for a few seconds and then drinks to restructure um whatever it is they feel like if there's any any uh, like like bad seed oils or whatever um and, and then maybe uh s for magnet i guess if if uh under the table because a lot of the um table stands are metal so you could put it on there i don't know if the taurus field the whole table uh
2: what's your guys's take on that I think it all vary and it'll be relative to the situation depending on where you're at, of course. So if you're in some high intensity club blasting speakers and subwoofers and, you know, a bunch of energy coming from dance, you know, it all varies. And I know so we can never just land on one answer, but any of those ways will have an effect. So even as other ways I've heard people working or using, I should say, Shunga in restaurants, like you were saying, is the laminated sticker. You can put it, your cup right on top of it um i bet people take the shungite rubber pads and put it their meals on top somebody i don't remember maybe Jalissa or nancy remember this one but it was somebody had, um basically was cutting their lunch and the cooking the cutting board was over shungite rubber and they left an open cut avocado which of course you know tends to um you know rot pretty quickly and this one evidently stayed until you know an a much longer time i don't remember the specifics but it had such a drastic effect on on in this case that avocado slice that it really caught their attention and it wasn't an intentional thing um but it was drastic enough to say well wait a minute i left this here in a rush and it should be bad but all of a sudden still good and that does correlate over in the inside of a refrigerator as well having shungite in there and or i know it's inconvenient um and I've tried to figure out an easier way to do it, to get the shungite water beads to where you could just, you know, kind of dip them in your water real quickly. Um, but I haven't really come up with a great way of doing that yet. So I like what you were mentioning. I would just like set the shungite water beads if you have those on the table next to your glass or food. And then really the a great portion of this energy stuff is your intention anyway. So then know and get excited that that shungite water beads or nugget you just had on the table or held under the table, whatever the thing is had an effect on everything and then you're going to um it's going to exacerbate that in a good way across all of it because we can do it with just intention alone sungai it's a 3d tool to help boost um but no your imagination and emotions are a big part of it so just just know that they're having an effect and then we don't worry about so then don't go into the thinking that well there are you know music playing it's not going to affect that just don't go at it and not that anybody's saying they are but i'm just saying go at it with the overall intention that this is having an effect no matter what just like you know telling your plant you love it or your kids aren't they a lot healthier when they receive that energy um so then and that's intention and emotion energy i'm not saying you have to actually walk up and hug your plants or something um so anyway we're getting close to break nancy are we pretty much there yeah or?
0: we're going we're to take a break we'll be right back it's craig stewart Shanghai, we the people And welcome back to Shungite Reality. It is July 18th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condit, Mark Joseph, and Jalissa Condit. Um, I wanted to, if you, if you don't mind here, you guys are back, I'm assuming. Yep. I want to I wanna, I wanna uh, tell you a little story. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before. But when I got the message from uh, Gaia that we needed to get Shungite to the masses, The concept of selling people shungai one person at a time seemed very daunting and because i had a long relationship with restaurants managing them then and even you know owning them um, i knew the complexities of restaurants and i realized that we would be able to change the uh the, the electric usage in a restaurant drastically because there's some the bills are horrendous you know so uh, my accountant at the time had a, a client who was a restaurant owner he owned uh like three restaurants so she went over and she put a shungite magnet on the three walk-in refrigerators you know those big refrigerators three he had three of them then he had two what are called air handlers but they're air conditioning systems air conditioning slash heat systems in the building and uh, put a magnet on each one of those. Now, that's all we put in in his facility was just the magnets on the, the big pieces of equipment. Well, she, being his accountant, was able to give me a complete record of his usage of electric energy during that time. And his electric bills were for the restaurant we did it for were uh 4, 000, over 4000 yeah, averaged to $4000 a month. And what what happened was that he essentially during the after the fact that he put the magnets on the on the equipment, he saved a third of his electric bill. During the, I think it was 6 or 7 months that we did this. Now, when we pointed this out to him, he said he dismissed it and he said oh it must have been a a cooler summer this year right so I looked up the statistics and no in fact it was a hotter summer than the year before but really and, and I got to thinking about this because of Mark's question you know what do you do in restaurants well at the time that I was thinking in terms of this, it was like I wanted to have restaurants have a plaque on the outside of them that says this is a Shungite environment. And you knew when you went through those doors that there was Shungite on all the equipment, there was Shungite all over the place, the food would be detoxified, the water's detoxified, the atmosphere's detoxified, and you know you could have a wonderful explosion of getting shungite to the masses so i just wanted to throw that out because his question made me think of that so i'll throw it back
2: to you derek oh sure no that's a yeah you'd have to make sure people were aware of what you're talking about um that might be the harder part i'm not sure no it's a good idea as far as having their shungite around Uh, maybe somebody should come up with a a shungite table mat of some kind or something like that like a placemat. I guess that brings it back to the shungite rubber, maybe. Um, what I was going to do, and Jalissa, don't be shy on this. Jump in anytime as I leave parts out or go too fast. Um, but what I'm going to get into here, everyone, is I'm talking about, and again, referencing chat, I shared an image earlier that shows five river or creek stones, relatively flat ones, um, that I collected from a nearby river here in Washington. And then I took back to Mystical Ware's and laser etched them. So, uh, again, I'll describe it for the, for the listeners who don't have the, the benefit of the visual. Basically, on these rocks, and they're, they'll all fit in your palm of your hand, so we're not talking about big boulders or anything. But I laser etched on there, um, $25 gift certificate winner, and it says, return this rock to Mystical Ware's store to claim, and it gives you our web address and, and the city we're in. Because we weren't going to go, you know, too far away to gift these out. But we just thought it was a good idea. Well, I did thinking, <laughs> and I was wrong, as we'll get into, thought that this might be a good idea to to share, a, a way to literally just set down $25 gift rocks for people. I'm um, thinking they'd be excited to find them kind of thing. So I made four of them, and we. I went out to start gifting these. I made an announcement on Facebook saying that, well, we're going to start gifting on this weekend, at this such and such place here in Washington, which wasn't too far from us. And then, you know, and in my ignorance, not knowing, but uh, as I found out, you're not allowed to. And even remember, these are just river rocks, local river rocks. So it's not even a mineral from out. Not that that would be a big deal, but a mineral from outside It's a local rock. I didn't paint them. They're laser etched, So there's nothing to come off. And we were just going to set them on the beach in relatively easy spots, you know, like under a, a fallen log or this, that, and the others for people to find and go, what's this? And, and then pop in and get $25 worth of free stuff. Um, and again, we only made four of these, but we announced it. And then I'm trying to figure out to listen where I want to jump in on the story now. Um, Cause it's not about just the rocks. It's about, I'll just kind of keep going. It's about the whole um, situation that happened around it. And it ties into the woo woo, the intuition, and so I'm going to use this as an example to show to hopefully encourage others to realize that they have these same intuitive hits or downloads that I'm going to talk about from my personal experience here, Um, because it's nothing unique. We all we all do these things. So and I'm getting into that. I know it sounds like I'm jumping the gun here, but what I'm saying is. We OK, we I'm going to I'll, I'll jump around where I need to. We went out to this location and we were. Gifting one of the rocks, so it was just one rock on a certain beach. It was actually set up on a, a sign in a swimming area, painfully obvious to be seen because we want these found. We're not trying to hide them. Um, and it went, I don't know, a couple hours at least, because we could see it from our our vantage point there um, at the at the the beach, the public beach. So we were there for a little while, watched it. And nobody, I don't know how many people walked by. There was, I don't know, a couple hundred people in that spot, that location. Not that that many walked by in that time frame, but there was the potential for that, and many did, um, and nobody spotted it. Well, it was
3: funny, too. I was uh, I even stood there and took a picture of it because I was going to share, you know, try to get people to um, find where it was at. And so I'm standing there taking a picture, and people even walked by and had commented, oh, is that one of those find a rock things? And I was like, oh, yeah, and, like, hoping that they wouldn't take it while I was taking a picture. But there's, you know, people all over, and still nobody um, – Nobody saw it. <laughs> it was still just, you know,
2: you know, yeah. hidden. Good. Yeah. And that was a good thing. Cause that all pans out too. to later in the story that it was a good thing that it was still left there. Um, yeah. So it was sitting on, uh, again, just on the top of a, not on top of a sign it was at a size. So it'll be eye level. So if you're coming from this direction to that direction, which was common, you had a great potential of seeing it or so we thought, um, so we the our time there ended. We started going back to the vehicle and on this certain car we have the the magnet signs that you can put on some cars that you know you can remove on and off and these ones are tagged mystical wares, rocks and gems, crystal shungite, that whole deal. So little magnetic signs, you know, maybe a foot by a foot and a half in size on each of the the doors. Well, as we're getting ready to leave, a park ranger pulls up, uh steps out of his truck and goes and says what a coincidence. <laughs> so, of course, the first time I hear that, which happens all the time, I'm like, okay, well, yeah, coincidence. Um, and you all know where I'm going with that one or not going. So he starts that and says, we were wondering because we were there a day early, actually. So let's just, I'll put it this way. I announced we were going to gift him on Saturday and Sunday. Well, I didn't know when people were going to show up Saturday. And because we in the feedback on the post, we got a lot of great feedback. People excited, tagging others, saying, let's go do it. Let's find these rocks. And, you know the outcome we expected. Well, so then we went out Friday evening, the day I'm talking about, to get them in place for, you know, those early birds, whoever's there, just to have them there, um, which is why we were there that night. So the ranger comes up and says, yeah, we were going to watch for you guys um, tomorrow, meaning Saturday. And that tells you that, yep, the rangers were notified that we were doing this. What we found out was, Evidently there were some emails sent to Olympia, which is the state capital of Washington, um, which is probably where they all go for the ranger stations and, and things like this, um, announcing this. We because we didn't know it was something that is not, you know, legal as far as putting a even if it's just a rock with no paint, no toxins. That was our lot, my logic thinking, like, oh, no harm, we're giving out money, basically. Well, that's that wasn't kosher. Um, so we found that out. And it's a really nice park ranger. So you know, he let us know that that was a thing. And usually when business did that, they did paint them. And they had a whole collection of these similar type objects that were toxic. But regardless of all that, they didn't get to pick and choose. So, no, we it wasn't a thing. So, he, he said, well, have you gifted any? I said, well, as a matter of fact, I have. And I pointed over. So, we walked over to the sign um, where it was put, the rock. And he took a picture of it you uh, should probably leave the rest of that part of the story out because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. It ended well with that ranger, we'll say. So one rock got gifted, um, but then we had to call, it, you know, stop the whole gifting program because we were notified of that. Now, to back up in the story to the woo-woo part of it, um, and we had no bad intentions on this. We just literally thought we were being creative and thought, oh, good, natural way, we're not, no harm, but it, it wasn't. Um, That's all I learned and we won't do that again but on the way to this location when we were driving a couple hours earlier and here's where I say you know uh, uh, me trying to describe the process here so everybody can realize they're all doing it the intuitive part of um, reality we're driving to now I'm a retired correctional officer so a prison guard for 16 years and there's 8,000 plus employees or officers with the department of corrections in Washington state so And I only will say, and I'm not going to say that out loud, but two people, and I've known thousands of these individuals um, in my 16 years there, only two people that I would call, you know, close friends of mine from that entire chapters of my life as a correctional officer. Well, that's a small number, two people. So I'm driving to the, we're driving to this location and all of a sudden, randomly, and here's coincidentally, again, I'm thinking of one, and I'll just leave the names out. I'm thinking of officer so-and-so who I hadn't thought of in years. Cause I've been retired for, I don't know how many years now. Um, haven't interacted with any of them. They were in different parts of the state now. So we have no interaction. We don't email. I'm not a a social guy. And for those that listen, know I'm, I'm pretty unresponsive online often just because I'm so busy. Um, but so we lost touch, but you know, I still, I can remember, but so randomly again, I was thinking of him in route there. So, now let's fast forward back to me walking with that um, forest ranger to the sign. He starts telling me about this and that. And he says, "Yeah, it's not you know because of um, these situations and individuals." He just goes into a, we're just chit chatting right now about why this is good and other things that have happened um, that he's encountered. Because and then I go, "Oh, well, matter of fact, I totally understand because I'm a retired correctional officer." So that spiel goes out, and then he looks at me for a minute. He goes. I know it's big place. He's talking about Department of Corrections, but you wouldn't happen to know. And he drops the name of one of those two people. And this is a six foot nine tall individual. He's a big guy, very tall. Um, and he drops the name and says, and I just kind of look at him, I go, and I'm like, I know, and he didn't tell me that. He didn't say the person's name, six foot nine, nothing like that. And he says person's name, and I and the officer with me, he's probably got a good six, eight inches on me, so he's taller than me. And I hold my hand up past him. I go, I go, yeah, this, and I almost said his name, this individual. And he goes, yeah, that's him. So what I'm saying is, I mean, and that, so yes, this ties into the woo-woo metaphysical stuff. That forest ranger had no idea, park ranger, whatever they're called, had no idea he was going to encounter the mystical wares family at that moment, that day on the rock thing, because they were all set up to come out searching for us the next day. Apparently they had nothing else to do other than, you know, prep for us. So uh, that was kind of disheartening that it was such a big deal that we were setting rocks around. Um, But that did happen. And then he mentions the name and I had no idea, never even occurred to me that uh, we were doing anything wrong to begin with. So I never even thought about a park ranger that would drop the name of this one officer friend of mine. So the sheer percentages or odds and numbers involved in this happening and the randomness of me thinking about this officer. And I remember, while we were driving, it was all in my head at the time. I wasn't talking out loud, but I don't think I was. Um, I was saying, you know, that's kind of odd that I'm even thinking of this person. Uh, you know, I wonder how he's doing. And I, you know, just gave us some thought. And then, you know, just we we're driving time. And that was it. Just out of my thoughts. So, again, how so tying that all together, we can all pick up on these random thoughts in our head and know that they connect. Because that park ranger, remember, didn't know he was going to meet me, who was a retired officer that was going to, you know, know this person. None of that occurred to him, but yet it was in the psychic mix that was happening out there in the metaphysical realms that was all being played together. And I'll tell you, if that exact situation didn't go down exactly how it did with that officer and me and him talking and um, that rocket ended up where it ended up, we it could have been a a, a not so positive effect for, for us or mystical wares because, that, again, I'm retarded. DOC, so there's certain policies and steps that have to be taken, so if he'd have found this rock himself or someone else, photos taken, uh, documents submitted, and not that it's a world-ending thing, but yeah, we would have had been contacted as a business, notified, and certain, again, steps happening, where none of that happened because we went out there, and then I, my ears are ringing now, pay attention to the synchronicities, and in this case, when he walked up to me and said, what a coincidence, and, that, and they're right there, my spider senses kick on, my gut instincts. I'm like, oh, let's just go with this one and see where it goes. Um, and then, I, so I awoke in the moment, realizing that all these synchronicities and unbelievable, well, thoughts or occurrences do tie together and just kind of rode the wave for of least resistance. So, again, he was, it wasn't random. And I looked later, by the way, and then saw there was a whole lot of moving parts. A lot of, I'll just loosely term it, guides were involved. With Again, that officer didn't have to be right at that spot, say that certain thing, know this one individual out of eight-something th- thousand others, and then drop that name to me randomly of the of the name I was thinking about on the way there. So it's just impossible for that to happen on, you know, any other way than thinking metaphysically. So that was part of uh, – Jalissa, what am I leaving out of any of that? Because I tend to go kind of fast. If if there were any other aspects that I didn't get to. um.
3: Uh, No, I think you covered it pretty well. Um, I, I guess, had like a synchronistic moment as well while we're out there. So the day before I had gone to, I took my kids to a park and, you know, the kids were running around playing and um, I noticed somebody that looked familiar, but I was, you know, busy watching the kids. So I didn't like go approach them to ask questions because we we're about to leave when I noticed her. And then uh, as I'm getting the kids uh, round up, she was like, hey, I know you. Are you Jalissa? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And then uh, I recognized her from like elementary school. And it's like I think she's like a couple years younger than me um but i was like oh yeah so i couldn't quite recall her name and then you know met really quickly and then i was like oh well, it was nice to see you and then you know took the kids and we left and so when we we're after the uh, meeting the park ranger and realizing that we can't do that uh, we had remembered that oh yeah we did put another rock somewhere really quickly and so i went out to go get that and as i am running out to this location which is like 40 minutes away from where I had seen her the day before she's there and I'm like, Oh my gosh. Hey. And so like we reconnected and it's like, Oh, funny how, you know, you know, sometimes these synchronistic moments aren't necessarily for us, but maybe the other person that we're, you know, having um, this moment with. So it's like, Oh, you know, I'm sure we'll connect or, you know, something will come of that.
2: Oh yeah. No, yeah. about paying attention to all those those moments and the uh, yeah, the intuitive hits like I was saying too. That they, they are tied together for a reason, of course, and they happen to all of us. That's why I was starting this whole story with, you know, it's just it's Derek's story because it's what happened, right? Or that part of it was my but it's saying something that happens to all of us all the time. So those, you know, random thoughts that, you know, in that case, me thinking about that friend or ex-correctional officer uh that I worked with was just out of the blue. And again, it doesn't tie into anything physical because that Ranger didn't know. There was no him planning on that or knowing who I was or that I'd be buddies with that other. Again, I keep saying officers because we we're all officers. Um, but yeah, so I don't know, Mark and or Nancy, if you have anything you want to say or ask about that. But I wanted to get that story out at least uh, just to, again, emphasize that it's that's it's not a big meditation moment. It's just some of those random thoughts that go through and but us staying in the right state of mind or space energetically and shungite helps you do that by the way i was wearing shungite bracelets the whole time not that those did all that but they kept me in such a space not physically but emotionally open-minded that type of space where i'd pick up on those intuitive hits and things would play out and again in this case it stopped a negative snowball from happening from certain things to happen you know if, if it if i hadn't been there to grab that rock or um You know, spoke with that one particular officer, uh, the ranger, and things like that. So it's just, you know, one of those things, you know, we'll move past this and I'll forget about it because there's been so many of these type of instances that I just, I move fast by them and I often forget to mention them. So I just wanted to kind of do that during this one.
1: Yeah, it's definitely mind over over matter and uh, consciousness being the foundation. So it's a good reminder for everybody as they go through the day, you know, um thanks
2: Darren. and then i don't know josa was there anything uh, anything else that's been happening because that we haven't talked about in the last couple weeks that i don't remember as well it happened so fast i mean it really does and we've gone over the shungite koi pond and those guys i noticed yesterday like she was talking about how healthy the fish are actually getting fat yeah they're chubby little guys now um they're really happy so that's That is cool to see, and all the people that respond to that. uh, But you had
0: had been having a real problem with the water. It was turning toxic. What do you think finally
2: cured that? Oh, so I'm trying to think about exactly which one I was telling you. But, okay, so we've had lots of water drama recently, um, depending on if I've taken the water from the city of Stanwood or the city of Mount Vernon. The pH is just horribly off, for example, in Stanwood, Washington, um, to where killed a bunch of fish even though you add dechlorination you let it sit just there's lots of treatments for water was no it water.
0: low ph or high high
2: ph, high pH.
0: crazy uh-huh. high
2: crazy high mm-hmm. yep so that, was, so the that was the issue and then i'm trying there are just so many things we've gone through here um trying to think about why we even swapped the pond out again i just move on to stuff so fast um yeah so well, because the, the fish were drown, the fish were dying. Because- oh, that was my home aquarium. Okay, yeah, and that's stanwood That's that water in the home which I'm looking at now, out my office door, which is just full of plants now because, <laughs> yeah, I get that. My and it's a kind of a large aquarium here at my house. I can't keep anything living in it because of the water, and we're all drinking that water while I'm treating mine, but. That water's coming right out of the tap, and it started killing fish, um, all sorts of things, causing toxic algae blooms in there because of the pH level. We looked into it and saw what, in fact, just during break, Nancy, I was literally standing out there scrubbing with a, a like a, a aquarium brush with an arm on it. That stuff I'm talking about, like a brown algae that grows on the side of the tank every day. So basically, I'm saying that's my now, my plant only and we're growing some lilies in there. And there's shungite in there and all that um, in that tank. Nothing, live. N- well, okay, no animals. We'll put it that way. So, and then the fish are fine. Nothing's nothing's p- passed or transitioned at the store. The the carp to the goldfish. We got all kinds of fish in that tank now. The pond, I should say, um, that are just crazy healthy. The living plants that are in at both locations. So, again, I'm growing them here. Then I'll transfer the plants and lilies into the, the Shanghai koi pond at the store that i can go out there every day if i hear somebody and there's somebody not just little kids grown adults over there because it's a 300 gallon um pond with a couple dozen different types of fish in there ranging from i don't know seven inches down to an inch in size so there's stuff going on all over i got a little waterfall going on in there and the people just go like a beeline over to that pond and just stare in it i put a little chair over there so they can sit down i don't know how many times yesterday i just if if i was you know watching cameras or walking outside in the store they were they were watching it um so that's a that's a, a good piece of mystical Warriors now
0: Yeah, you know, think of, think about the you know concept of a fish in water particularly one that has never been out of the water you know all of a sudden you catch him on a line you pull him out you look at him you take a picture and you put him back in the in the water what the heck does he say to his people that are still down there It's
2: like, I went to a different reality. These ones come up because these koi well, not just the koi, the goldfish, there's a blend of fish in there. These guys, they're looking out. through. And of course, I'm a, a, you know, an ex-commercial deep sea diver as well, a scuba diver, and a lot of us are. But not so sure when you're underwater looking out, you can see out. And I know that's not commonly thought of because a lot of people who go in the water don't have a mask on, but fish do have, in essence, goggles. They see clear, um, and they can see outside of the... Surface of the water, and that's that's a thing as well. So it's not dissimilar than looking into the pond. So they they look at us. They'll see you coming up to feed them, and I think everybody knows that that that's fish. I don't care if it's the side of the tank or the surface in a pond like I'm talking about. um But they see what's going on. They know.
0: Yeah. uh, I didn't actually. I I didn't actually take it that far, Derek. Thank you. (laughs)
2: It's (laughs) like
0: yeah, they can see us. I mean, if you like looking into the face of God, right? Maybe we're fishing. I don't them.
2: know if they... <laughs> Maybe we're <laughs> they fishing a fish Yeah. Here I'm he up, is,
0: God, coming yeah. to feed yeah. us.
2: I think just I the bigger gal that feeds me is what they're thinking. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> that. And the sound is. Um, that's something people should think about if you don't already of course don't knock on aquariums and things because the sound travels 25 percent faster underwater than on the surface people think you can't hear or smell i got deep sea diver stories that'll blow your mind you can smell and hear way better underwater it's a denser medium where those reverberations or frequencies or sense travel and i'm talking about, yeah you can throw a, a piece of fish food in the corner of a, our pond so it's a big one i don't know four-ish feet across maybe, they will smell it on the other side. And I didn't really wrap my head around that till I was a commercial diver underwater with a a helmet on, so my head is dry for the most part. I'm breathing air. I'm in a one-atmosphere helmet. Well, that's not water rushing through there, but I can sure smell everything if I'm, you know, welding on a pipeline or doing this, that, and you. It is all there, and it's enhanced. And then the sound, which is the way I started this, is way more so your fish like the ones well i have no fish in there now but if i did they could absolutely hear everything i'm saying or doing and it's the same way underwater so if i was underwater and a, a tender they would be called the one holding my umbilical cord which is my airline and video and the stuff i need sometimes hot water hose um you could yell um, relative to the distance it ma- but you could yell and those reverberations are again 25 percent faster underwater so you they hear it all the fish when you're coming up to them um Not just feeling it. Yeah, they can feel the footsteps and all of that. But I'm talking sound. And that was just something that, I don't know, I guess, because I didn't think about it until I was already a diver, that, wait a minute, what the heck? Why am I smelling underwater and hearing and and then temperature, too, thermoclines? um, So your senses are heightened.
0: You're going to love this. You're going to love this story. And, again, we're talking about coincidence, coincidence in, in quotes And synchronicities. I'm watching the 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 news type of thing, and they were talking about shark attacks. And there was this one young man who had gotten bit by a shark. Well, it wasn't. It was kind of confusing to me. Was he actually bitten by the shark? Which I think he was, but he was also hit in the back of the head and in the back of the neck by the force of the shark. And he he was being asked, you know, well. Tell us, you know, what, what, what happened. And he said, well, oddly enough, the first thing that I detected was the sound. And, it, you know, it confused me and it confused, I think, the interviewer, too, the sound. He said, yes, I heard the blow to my head. I heard the sound and, you know, never, didn't feel the pain. I heard the sound first. And he seemed to be fixated on that fact. So, yeah, he got, you know, he was he was lucky he survived because, of course, he was on an interview. But uh,
2: that's very interesting that that's what that was his experience. Yeah, your your senses are different. Many of my uh, again, I delineate between commercial and scuba diving jobs. So my commercial jobs where I'd be underwater uh, up to eight hours a time at hundreds of feet, Um, you're. You're blind most of the time, literally, but you just shut your eyes um, because of the different um, phosphorus and plankton and stuff that's in the water. You can and you're so deep and dark. Often you move your hand and it's just like a light show it all glitters. And that's just distracting. Um, And you can't see inches away from you. So your eyes are useless. Well, after a whole lot of that, you realize your other senses, including your your tactile senses, your touch, because then everything's lanyard off. So tied onto you or you grab it or you do use different things, but your other senses do heighten when you're in that environment um, just because they have to. And then you have those realizations. Like, that's when I had the realization, like, what the heck? I just took this hammer and hit this, let's say, pylon to get something off of it, whatever I'm doing time. Why did I smell that? And it wasn't some psychic woo-woo smell. It was straight up, you know, tangible. So I picked up on it. Uh, and you can taste it in your mouth, too. There's scent buds in there. Uh, but then your, your, your physical senses, they all heightened uh i've used intuition down there not even knowing it um we're using it as a natural instinct or sense um but you know we don't usually differentiate that from the other ones yeah water is a crazy environment um especially the thermoclines nancy i mentioned those i don't know if people know but you can go certain and there's not a, a set depth you go to like 33 feet where you hit that's where you'd reach a, a second atmosphere it'd be called of pressure Um, But at certain areas in depth and water, you'll have the thermoclines where the water temperature will change. And it's like maybe an inch separation at most. You would think it'd be, oh, it's going to start to get a little bit colder or warmer. Oh, it's like you can stick your arm out and your hand or down, let's say, and your hand gets ice cold. But your let's say that mark is at your wrist from there up. It's the normal temperature. So really unusual. It does separate where I didn't logically think about that beforehand. You think, oh. Let's say you have a cold, you know, bowl of water. Add some hot water. It all kind of evens out real quickly. Some of those water layers are moving and at different levels. So basically, I'm saying there are different distinct water temperature variations. Um, Well, you you get
0: the Gulf Stream because the cold water coming off the Arctic ice, okay, actually creates a river flow through the hot water. They don't mix. And it is, you know, you go like, how could that be? But that's what starts the Gulf Stream. Yeah, and they stay separate.
2: It's really weird when you actually get down there and feel it yourself. And, and you, I mean, you can do that in the ocean sometimes. It's not like you have to be a a diver to experience these things. Yeah, there's a lot more opportunity in that case. But, no, anybody can do it. Um, Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, I don't remember why we got on that. I'm out of my topic. So anybody else that has something, jump in, please. And
1: it goes silent. So, yeah Nancy, can you tell that chicken story you, you said before um, the show?
0: Okay. Um, yes, it was um, one one of the people who was a you know had shungite had uh, some chickens, and her favorite chicken was uh, looking like she was dying. I guess they don't live very long, and so she thought about it and she remembered the story that I had said about my dog Josie that was dying and then I gave her a pendant of shungite and she perked right up so she said why not and she went out and put shungite in the water and I think she put like a bag of it just hanging there in the coop but within a few hours basically the chicken that she loved so much was back just like normal And, um, so I know, uh, and then there was another, I don't remember the details of the second one, but there was another, the chickens, you know, really respond to the Shungite energy. So we have this woman who moved into the neighborhood in October and she doesn't really know any of the neighbors except me and and Sandy. And I ended up volunteering to, uh, tend to her chickens that, while she went away for two weeks. But she's got an automatic feeder in there and, you know, automatic water and everything. And it's just a matter of, you know, every other day or whatever, you know, just to check, make sure everything's good. So I go over there. I I have some trepulation because I'd gone over there with her. And when she opened up this pen, you know, this, this, the coop, I was thinking five chickens. There had to have been 15 chickens there all running around doing their chicken things, all different. And she said, well, when I was buying the chickens, you had to buy four or five of, them of a particular species of chicken, I guess you call it. And, um, you know, I didn't really know what I wanted to buy. So, you know, kind of like, okay. And you've never done this before. Okay. Um, so, anyway, um, and I had some trepidations because when we, it was getting dusky when I was over there and... Um, the chickens seemed really agitated. So I, but I realized after the fact it might have been her that I was picking up on even more than the chickens because when I finally did open up the, the coop, the, she had uh, she had finished the outside pen, so they also had an ability to get outside, but not so that would have uh, eliminated the stress the the chickens might have been on. But when I opened it up, they were all real kind of like, oh hi, how are you, you know, but. Um, I had decided I was going to put Shungite at least in their water and probably around the coop someplace. So I had a bag of Shungite with me. But when I was looking for the Shungite, I came across some of the um, uh, hexagram uh, resin, Shungite silver resin hexagram thingies that Derek had. He had sent them to me. And one of them was on a keychain. And then there were two that were just there, and they'd somehow gotten into the, you know, this stuff of Shanghai. So I took that with me, and I put them. I put, you know, I hung the uh, the keychain from the mesh that was up in the upper part of the, you know, coop to for ventilation. And then the other two, there was a fan in there, and I put it on the fan. And the other one I put on the electric uh, conduit box that was there. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how they do when I get back there tomorrow. I can't do it today. I'll go in the morning. But I I was just, I've I've had birds. I had parrots. I've had, uh, you know, uh, uh, macaws, big parrots. I've had the parakeet so I've interacted with birds but there was something about these chickens that just were, they were so sweet and it just the energy inside that when I went back and she wasn't there to, you know, maybe put a little bad, not bad, but you know she. when you're going on vacation, oh god a lot of things get you stressed out and uh, you know, but it's like now instead of being apprehensive, it's like yeah, I, I get to go over there and See the chickens in the morning. That'll be fun. So I'll keep you posted and see what happens.
1: Yeah, a lot of people are raising chickens nowadays. So this is good that something so inexpensive can go such a long way. Shanghai powder, s for powder, you know, three rocks by chicken coop. So endless waste. Well, they,
0: have, waste. they take in that grit too, you know, the, the grit, the sand so that they can break down the seeds so
2: derek what do you think about putting the powder in with their food yeah you can we have that diatomaceous earth and shungite blend that you can use for not just chickens but any any birds and or other animals
0: why would you use a diatomaceous to get rid of any uh bacteria or
2: parasites worms, things like that and sometimes externally sometimes internally so anybody listening you know, research it yourself online, or you know, talk to a vet. But different animals, sometimes, yeah, you put it food grade diatomaceous earth or DE, um, and then with our ours is the blend with Shungite powder, um, internally or externally for parasites, fleas, worms, all sorts of things. Uh, supplement as well, and there are versions of diatomaceous earth. It's a big word there. Um, some are used in concrete mixes for different things. So there is a that's why I emphasize food grade, and you can get that in any co-op or feed store or farm supply store. Um, Amazon. Amazon. You can go wherever. Yeah, go local if you can, of course. Um, yeah, so that's it's good for your gardens and things like that as well. It's not just pads. I mean, you can use them on, on your gardens. Put it around there. Get the Shanghai DE blend. Put it around your stuff and it'll stop some of the critters from getting on your plants as well, but yet enhance the plants. When
0: I, when I had the kittens... Um taken over to the vets. They checked them for parasites type of thing and uh, they sent me back with some medicine and I looked at this medicine and I said ah no let me go look at this and I did look it up on Google (laughs) and found out that it had a lot of applications for animals. There was a lot of testimonies. So I never opened up the stuff the vet gave me. I just put some of that in there food and pretty soon you could see that, you know, they won't they weren't in any problems anymore. So I will attest to the fact that that stuff really really does work. And I'm also using it on the outside cats and on the dog for fleas and knock on wood. There has been no fleas on anybody for the last few months and we're in the middle of summer down here. Um so don't underestimate this. These products. They, um, yeah. I wonder. Well, Derek's done some rework on the on the website. Derek, do we have that uh, powder the the de and the the shungite? Do we have it in the in the categories? I don't remember seeing it now.
2: No, I think we. I'm doing a search right now. Um, I think we have it back and I'm going to be able to answer you in one moment there you just type in the word earth in the search box right at the top of the screen and the diatomaceous earth and shungite powder blend comes up um there as well now it's just again it's too hard to I can only have so many categories um but yeah you can just type in you know the de or you know any of those terms and it'll come up I'm trying to see if I can tell you what even category it's under But it's best to search. Um, Shungite nuggets and powder. So it is a, of course, form of shungite powder blend. So that's where it's at. Um, Yeah, so that can be used different ways.
0: Yeah, so if you haven't been over to the website in a while, please go on over there. And there's one uh, of the categories and it's the shungite beehives. And we do really want to have people... Think about it. You meet somebody that's got bees or thinking about it. Please just give them that link so that they can start out with Shanghai beehives. And um, it's it, the, the we, we, It's just something we need to do.
2: That's all I can tell you. Yeah, we've got the same. So on that Shanghai beehives page or link that she's talking about, there's still the form on there. The beekeepers can input their info and send and we'll gift you Shanghai powder and nuggets to start on a hive of your own. Um, So you can then have your own, you know, in-home or apiary study on one of your beehives and see the differences. So that's available, not to mention all the science. And I'm talking about science, not just me talking about this, that, and the other, which is on there as well with my own beehives. But if you go down on the Shungite beehives page, I, I link to all sorts of studies and documents that show that because some people question well the frequencies don't harm the bees uh yeah they harm about every living thing that i know of not just bees but animals humans plants on one level or another and depending on which frequency range we're talking about so there's lots of variations but all that is shown in these studies that yeah you add a non-biocompatible frequency something that's out of alignment with you energetically you're going to have to use extra energy to stay healed so it doesn't keep draining you or you know repair yourself and that's a bee, a person, a plant, whatever. Uh, so yeah, those references, links, studies, and all of that is on that Shanghai Beehive page. Uh, that's why we've kind of helped share that a little bit more. And then when you want to get into the actual science from the different universities or institutions or journals, um, that's the Shanghai studies and FAQ category or page where all of that's again republished that I talked about earlier. And I shared in the group a, a little cucumber study. There's a lot more I've got to get up there um, where they've used it in different ways. Shungite or Shungite. So nuggets and or powder. Often it's a powder they're using just for, you know, the, the size. Um, but, yeah, so we'll keep you updated, too, on the Shungite powder plant spikes as those changes happen. Um, and I've, what I've done is I've put one of those things in all my house plants except for the <laughs> – I'll go ahead and admit this part, too. I did have a quick little chat. With, uh, and by the way, in that, and I'll finish that in a moment, Shanghai Plant Spikes page, there is a link to some studies. And we all know this, as, at least on this podcast, that, yeah, we don't need a, a study showing us that's proven that your words and intentions affect the plants. And it does, of course. Um, but I did link to some of those references in there. So what I'm saying is, yeah, I had a quick chat with the other three plants that weren't getting the benefit of Shungai uh spike and said well by the end of this you're gonna be getting them um and you know i'll hook you up that way um and i'm kind of having fun with it but not because that does matter um literally um your your thoughts and intentions so um but yeah and that's that's i'm bringing that up because that's one of the aspects of it so it's been again on that link i'm referencing that you can find on the page or product page you can go read where this Group or journal, you know, they did the study and there's lots of these, by the way, um, as far as people's intentions or thoughts, energy affecting the growth of a plant in a good way or negative way, meaning hindering it. So that's the thing, too. If you walk up and say nasty things to a plant that has literally been shown, it affects and stunts the plants. Do the opposite. It, so that's one aspect, the metaphysical aspect of the shungite powder plant spikes that I just want to, you know. You know, again, note that that shouldn't be lost on us. That it's not just, you know, well, poke my hole in the ground, put the shungai plant spike in there. No, tell your plant, just think for a fraction of a moment. Again, I don't want to say a time because that's not a limiting factor. Just have the intention for a moment. You appreciate the plant. You love it. There's your plant spike. That's enough. Walk up and hug the thing if you want. That's great, too. Either way, it will have an effect. So that's the, the woo-woo aspect to the recipe um, that really does affect things.
0: Okay, um, I just started thinking about something. When we first started out with the Shungite, uh, a friend of mine had uh, two plants, identical plants, and they were in the kitchen and basically in identical uh, lighting, okay? So she comes back and one plant, the, the water's cloudy, it's not looking so good. And it was a live plant. It was, you know, some kind of a live thingy. Uh I mean, live. It wasn't a plant like with the roots and everything. It was like a flower thingy. But this one that was next to it was absolutely twice the size. The water was absolutely pure. And the only difference was that it was right next to it was a bowl full of shungite nuggets. And they were separated by at least three feet, Derek. So what I'm I'm cautioning you here is that if you keep these in the same distance to each other, it's conceivable that the second plant will grow fast too because it's pulling in the energy from the from the Shungite energy.
2: Um, mm-hmm, yeah, I thought that. Yeah, I did think <laughs> of that too yeah so I' was oh. keeping them a little bit distance from each other and I don't know a set distance nothing was asking yet but you know keep them a good distance you know a body length away um because yeah. oh yeah that's that is the thing so yeah I, I gave that some thought I don't even put out so much though
0: yeah okay so um mark anything else you got there going
1: yeah um <clears throat> mother coming out the the chat room, uh, comments. So, uh, the Facebook group, um, Shungite Reality, I did post the Cliff High, um, mention of Shungite, uh, and I also posted Derek's links in his sub stack, and a couple other people did that too. So if people want to add, there's, like, hundreds of comments by now. Um, and I mentioned, I'm, I've been a member of, uh, Michael Jaco's, um, uh, uh, online thing. Uh, he has kind of a social media thing there. And so I did post about Eagle and then the usual links of like the stem cells and Veterans Day article and, and didn't really get much attention. Hopefully, I can find that um, clip from last week. Someone mentioned in, in the chat and then just comment there. So, and I know I mentioned Hope and Tavon before there. I mean, they went pretty big on Maria Z uh, last week and a couple months ago and he's on SGT And so, I told Derek and Nancy that they used your guys' specific graphic. um, I think it was late last year or something. Or or no, it was a 2021 presentation in regards to Shungite. So, uh, hopefully, like, um, they'll give you guys more credit. I mean, lately, they haven't really been doing that. I mean, and and, um, their products are not anywhere near uh, Mystical Wear. So, I mean, do your comparison. But, uh, I mean... Derek's stuff and Nancy's stuff is just far more simpler and elegant and sharper. I mean, yeah, <laughs> the stuff they sell is, is kind of bulky and heavy. Uh, anything else as far as, so, summer and then, you know, people with kids. So, you Derek still has the um, S4 buttons. And then the necklaces are always good, but sometimes they could fall off. So, um, you, you, people could put stuff in their pocket, you know. Um, the the small rubber circles, s four circles, um, are helpful and
2: you can cut them up and, and split them up, up apart for people to use. Um, you mentioned summer marks. I was going to mention um, for those that you know get burned, sunburns this time of year. That Shungi, um even the lip balm, the the Shungi, um, Oh, geez, the lotion, the different skin ones we cream. have. Skin cream, there we go. I'm hoping you jump in. Um, would be great for that, to help you in the healing process, to you know, help regenerate yourself. So just something to mention, because uh, I heard you mention about summertime. So those skin creams or uh, the skin balms are a good idea.
1: Yeah, and so yours, of course, is, is of a higher grade because it's, it's the S4 version. And obviously, you want the rubber pad when you're out and about. People get aches, sores, whatever. Uh, kids who play video games can sit down on it. Um, again, S4 with the magnet on uh, people's favorite chair when they're watching. You know, because a lot of people are indoors. So obviously, S4 on the air conditioner. um, What else? Oh, Nancy, can we get into the um, 3-5G? I mean, we we did a crazy long recording over the weekend with Karen McDonald again. And um, I sent her Derek's stuff and then she got it. Um, I'll probably send some more stuff and then she has contacts. Hopefully, you know, she can... Um, has some ideas about uh, expanding the Shungite bee, um idea to more people and then just adding spiritual armor layers. So I don't know how you're dividing up the show, but it was really good. Highly recommend, especially after the Sound of Freedom show a movie. Oh, and then in terms of Florida this week, I think it was early this week or late last week, but they finally, it's been publicly uh, announced by, I forget, Broward County or something that the uh, COVID injections are officially labeled as biological weapons. So, we can thank uh, Karen Kingston from San Diego, California, who is a biotech analyst that worked with um, Florida officials for months uh, this year and, and that finally coming to the surface. So, and the reason that's related to Shungite is because the transfection shedding aspect. Nancy's told the story in past podcasts about that, you know, where, near where she lived. So, always have the cosmic silver on you if you want the most optimal. Um, And then for me, I mean, aside from using other things like Nanosoma and the Root brand, I always have a Cosmic Silver. I'm always out in performing arts socials every week, and then I'm completely fine. So I credit that to Derek, Nancy, and Walt for those things. Um, So maybe that's something you can add in your uh, current events lineup for the other shows. But yeah, that's huge. I mean, Florida's a place to start the ripple on that, so it's been finally acknowledged. Do you have a link on that? I'll email it to you.
0: Okay, that, that's very interesting and very um, heartening. Um, yeah, Radio 5G tomorrow, we had a what well, was supposed to be a two-hour conversation with Karen McDonald, who we had had on the Shungite show a little bit ago, um, and it turned into a four-hour one, spellbinding. Uh, however, she had gotten a package from Mark of some Shungite, including my book, which she really likes. She likes the book. You can get it on Mystical Wares. And she was very, very positive about the, the Shungite itself. She's excited about it. She she knew about it, but now she's beginning to, well, especially because she's got the book, and she said one of the most impressive things she had read was the, the testimonials from other people. Like I say, it's like 66 pages long. And, you know, so, but um some of the things that she talks about is really, really, really important and but a little difficult so um but it's a, it's an amazing show um we had well, Mark stayed with me for the full four hours. It was like we never took a break mark never, and she never can stop talking. <laughs> Well, I talked, too. You didn't get to talk talk at all, but nothing new there. I'm sorry. So what did you think of the show, Mark?
1: Very fun. Very fun. Um, I just wanted wanted wanted. her to go off on whatever, especially after the Sound of Freedom movie and then her experience and connections. It's uh, beyond, uh, what do you call it, fifth-generation warfare. So she does mention Shunga quite a bit. And... um, just the craziness on multi-dimensional happenings. So, um, yeah, and then it, it pretty much, what do you call it? Um, uncensored, and like she didn't hold back on anything and, and called out some names. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, that, it was, was definitely great. uncensored. Um, one of the things that, we talk about synchronicities and all of this. I and mean, people know this story. Um, I was a Russian... Uh, expert. I took more courses in, in Russia and Soviet studies and all that sort of thing. So when I got out of college, I had like a minor in Soviet studies. And then I got into the military and I became the Soviet expert on tactical Soviet operations. So I have this lifelong relationship with Russia. And then you know, it's like it drops off the being needed because I was into a whole different thing where Russia wasn't part of it. And then I get on radio and I get with Walt Silva and all of a sudden we're we're reading the uh, books on the Ringing Cedars of Russia with Anastasia. And as we're reading this, I'm, I'm realizing that with all my knowledge of, of the Russian people and Russian history... I didn't know anything about the native um Native American, Native Russians, the Vedrus people, and that's what the ancestry of Anastasia and the and the Russian characters in that that series of books is the Vedrus people. So uh, and Mark had prompted me many times to get Karen on. We finally got Karen on, but it wasn't until he mentioned the word Vedrus that I just it just like I went what and she is actually an, an the her ancestry flows from the bedroots of Russia um fascinating she's considered the uh, is it the clan mother uh, Mark? yeah
1: 13 yes mhm
0: the k right um so she's she's agreed that she wants to do more with us and what i'm hoping to do is just uh, have a series where she just talks in detail about snapshots of what she said over those four hours you know what I'm saying that she you know let's focus on this and flush it out amazing interview anyway so I highly recommend it and tonight we've got Cosmic Reality live with myself and Walt should be there and uh, and Dolly so anything you want to say to people or a minute out
1: that's it. Thank you, Derek, for, for everything. Um, yeah, thank you, Nancy.
0: Appreciate you, Mark, again and more.
2: Derek. Yeah, thank
3: you, Nancy. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Derek. Yeah.
2: Well, I had a good time, as always. Um, and then one last comment on this end would be, you know, watch our calendar on MrGours.com, Um, not just for local events, but we're going to do different live online um auctions and things like that with Jalissa and i get on and talk about the products and hold them up and and different things so our our calendar is on mystic thank you safe everybody we'll see
0: you next time you have been listening to the Shanghai radio show produced by cosmic reality radio thank you for being here be safe